Ollie member, Nancy Smaby, is an identical twin. In fact, she was even born in the Twin Cities. So, is seeing her twin sister Sue like looking in a mirror? When I look at her, I do not see me. It just doesn't even occur to me that we look alike. And the only time it does seem like we look alike is when I see photographs. Ollie program director Jonna Morris is also an identical twin. Does she have a telepathic connection with her sister Georgie, who lives in New York? If Georgie's in New York and she cuts her finger, <laughs> am I feeling it in California? And I'm like, no, that's not the way it works. <laughs> Nancy and Jonna recently joined their identical twin sisters at a virtual Ollie coffee hour, where they shared the double-edged experience of twindom with a group of fascinated members. Stay tuned and become a twin for a time. Welcome to In Conversation, the Voices of Ollie. Ollie, O-L-L-I, is an acronym for the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, located at and networked with the Palm Desert campus of California State, San Bernardino. Identical twins. They're not exact clones. So what's alike and what's different? You may be surprised. In fact, individuality is where their conversation began. I think we're, we're both extroverted. We both love to have lots of fun. And we both have lots of energy, but we have very different personalities. I have learned and spent a lot of time studying the Enneagram, which is a basic personality philosophy. And what I have found through my studies is that identical twins never have the same personality. Mm -hmm. They always have a different personality, which again, I think many people are are surprised, especially if we if we tend to look the same on the outside. The way our parents would tell us apart when we were little is I had a birthmark that was just like this red dot above my belly button. And so when people asked, is this John or Georgie, I would totally embarrass my parents and I would lift up my dress and say, look, it's John. <laughs> I just see Georgie. I don't see myself. Mm -hmm. um, and our personalities are, are different in many ways, but things like our voice, our intonation, our laugh, um, things like that are, are very similar. Uh, and obviously in appearance too, we look very similar. Uh, uh, I think it was about a month ago, I posted a photo of me with the kids and I was wearing a mask because we were in public and Georgie's husband commented on it and said, oh my gosh, you look exactly like Georgie in a mask. <laughs> it was like her, her daughter was like, that's really creepy, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that photo really threw Gavin for a loop because, you know, and, and I'm sure that you guys find this as well. You know, my husband would never confuse Jonna for me. Um, and yes, I don't look at Jonna and say, oh my gosh, she looks so much like me. Um, she looks very different as far as I'm concerned. But that photo really blew his mind a little bit. He was like, wow, that really could be you. Um, but yeah, we share a lot of, like, we have the same dark sense of humor. Um, 
you know, and like, we can definitely set, we tell each other inside jokes. Um, sometimes they'll take as little as like a singular word for Jana and I to be crying, laughing for the next hour. Um, so we share a lot that's unsaid, but personality wise, I think I, growing up, I was far, um, more introverted um, than Jana was. Jana was definitely a little bit more outgoing. Um, I'm still pretty much an introvert. I was made for COVID. Working at home works for me. Um, <laughs> but I know Jana, uh, you know, opposite of me. While I have enjoyed the ability to work at my home office during COVID, she has really been dying to get back to campus and to be in her work office. So we had very different reactions um to our new work situation in this very weird world and can i ask as a former dynasty writer did you guys in high school ever try to fool boyfriends oh yeah <laughs> i i think so jonna and i got busted really really young trying to switch classes in first grade so um, did we and so like it was like Kind of, and we're an, I'm a terrible liar, so it was like kind of a traumatizing experience. We were totally yeah. busted in first grade. It, I think it only was like five minutes in. Yeah. And I think I asked Georgie to switch classes with me that day because I didn't want to do my math homework. And so I was like, Georgie, let's do this because I knew it was going to be a math lesson. And we switched and our teachers knew right away and we got scolded terribly. There was one time though, we dated boys that lived, we call it up island. When you live on Long Island, you go anywhere west, it's up island. And so our boyfriends would have to take the train to East Hampton. And I think there was one time, oh, yeah. I don't know if it was me or you, but one of us sent the other running towards the boyfriend to see if he could figure it out. And it took him a minute and we were kind of offended. I think that was you and it was Chris Fry. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Did Nancy and Susan, did your parents know they were having twins? Uh, the story is, is that she did know she was pregnant, not happy about it because she was almost 40. And this was not just a great little bundle of joy, but she, when we were born, I was going to be Sally and Susan was going to be Susan. And my brother said, if I have two more girls in this family, I get to pick my sister, my sister's name. And so he picked Nancy. <laughs> so Being the fifth and sixth children you guys were probably thrilled to have each other because you had each other right right and we ended up as you guys we got a lot of attention and I really think it really screwed up my sister that was two and a half years older because she had been the apple of my parents uh eyes and then all of a sudden we came and she was kind of shoved behind us <laughs> And she was kicked out of our crib. Our parents actually had no idea they were having twins. Mm, really? Um, I was born, we were actually born three months premature. Mm. Oh, wow. Uh, at Desert Regional here in Palm Springs. And I was born first. And my dad said the entire room just erupted after I was born. 
And they were like, we need another setup. We need another setup. And both of my parents, I mean, they were low income hippies in the seventies. And they were like, what are you talking about? And they were like, another one's coming, another one's coming. And so three minutes after I was born, Georgie made her entrance into the world to two very shocked and terrified parents. Um, were you in incubators? We were helicoptered to Loma Linda oh. and we lived in incubators in Loma Linda for the first three months of our lives. We have really? pictures of us with quarters next to our heads. Yeah, um, we were really little. I mean, yeah, my dad said we could each fit in the palm of his hand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, at that time, you know, it was the late seventies, you know, we're very fortunate that we survive <laughs> you know now there's so there's been so many advancements with neonatal care um but you know because of, of their decision to get us to Loma Linda you know we we thrived and you couldn't tell from either of us that we were so little I think two pounds when mm -hmm. I was born mm -hmm. yeah. yeah I think so Georgie was two pounds and I was 2.5 yeah I think so my yeah, brother's umbilical cord weighed two pounds. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. So Sue, Sue and I were six weeks early, and we were both in incubators for six weeks. But my mom said what made us so easy, we were so regimented by the time we got home that, you know, we just had a hospital schedule. So she said we really were great little babies. Um, Georgie actually had to have... Uh, heart surgery ooh, when we ooh. were born uh, and she was absolutely furious and upset about it and what they did was they brought me in instead of trying to hold this little baby down they put me next to her and apparently oh, she was yeah. like okay I can do this. It, well, it made like a difference. They found that throughout our stay, if Jana was moved too far away from me, um, my heart rate would plummet. So they were like, oh. these kids together. <laughs> Jana probably actually could have gone home a, a lot sooner um, than she ended up going home because, um, you know, she was fairly healthy, but they kept her around for my sake. So thanks, Jana. Well, that's sweet. Well, I'm an old friend of Susan and Nancy, and I do remember um, them telling me that they had like twin talk as little kids, like their own language. Yeah, my mom will 100% say that even when we were very little babies, she would watch us and we were carrying on conversations with each other. Yeah. <laughs> but I wondered, Nancy, do you guys remember? Because I, Jonna and I never had like a developed language, like when we were like little kids where we would know, like, these are our words. No, all I know is that when we went to kindergarten, the teacher said that if we could not say our own names and people could understand them, we were going to have to repeat kindergarten. <laughs> and so, and we both were in uh, speech therapy until fourth grade. But what happened, I think, because we came from such a big family, our siblings could all understand us. So they, they were able to pick up our language, but I guess nobody else could. There are times where someone will say something and we're in a room together and we'll just look at each other. 
And like, I know what you're thinking and you know, <laughs> yeah. and it's yeah. just one look when I understand something that Jana's feeling just by looking at her um, or just by like a singular word where like I can already follow where she's going. It feels like telepathy. I'm not sure that it is telepathy, but it feels that way. Or Susan, what were you going to say? I was going to say that I don't think, you know, when we were both pregnant at the same time and you were due and I was thinking, would I feel something? Would I know? And nothing. I, I don't remember, you know, having anything like, oh, I think she's going today. When I'm looking at you or we're talking, I can kind of feel what you're talking about. But I don't know if I've ever felt telepathy. But I will it, it, say that you two will often call me within minutes of the other one hanging up. <laughs> and, and the other weird thing is that we end up, when Sue comes out to Palm Springs for um, a month in the winter, and we haven't been together for months, and she will walk out and we will have exactly the same color on. Right. I mean, that's not telepathy. But what I will say People ask that a lot. That's one twin question I get a lot. And what, uh, how I would answer that is, I think that we know each other so well. So for instance, if I know something's going on in her life, I can feel her anxiety. I can feel her, whatever she's feeling. And, and it's not, it's just because I know her so well, I have a feeling I would know how she would react. And vice versa. I agree with that a hundred percent. People always ask, that's one of the number one questions. If Georgie's in New York and she cuts her finger, <laughs> am I feeling it in California? And I'm like, no, that's not the way it works. But it's more, I have such a regard for her and I know her so inside and out that if she's hurt or going through something, I'm immediately going to have an emotional response to that because I feel like I know how she's feeling. I have a question, but this is to all four of you. What's the best thing or best things about being twins? I, I, I'd say I just always have my very, very best friend. And that is the best thing. I mean, even, and it's not that we haven't gotten mad at each other over the years, that, that is not the case, but we know no matter what, that we are there for each other. And uh, so that for me is my very best feeling about being a twin. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's just that feeling of always knowing that you have somebody um, that you can count on. I mean, and, and I'm in a very solid, healthy marriage, but you know, nobody... I can't count on anybody in my life. Like I know ultimately I could count on Jonna. Um, she's gonna always be, if I'm ever in real crisis, the first person that I'm gonna wanna reach out to. Could I jump in here? How do your husbands feel? Do they, do, do they look at you and say, you know, uh, but for you, I could have been in love with her or, <laughs> Uh, are you kidding? You guys are so different. I, I'm curious about that. Oh, I'm I mean, sure all of our husbands have a healthy desire to stay in happy marriages. So they're you know, <laughs> probably immediately going to not be that reaction. 
<laughs> well, I dated Gary in ninth grade before Nancy. <gasps> no way. Yeah. Yep. Yep, we did. It's true. He wasn't tainted goods after that, Nancy? <laughs> no. See, anyone Georgie dated, it was like, I don't care how cute he is. I can't touch that. That's cool. <laughs> it was like a rule. I think we actually, it wasn't just an unspoken rule. It was a rule. Like, if somebody was dated, that was it. They were done. That's so interesting. How long was that relationship in ninth grade? Oh, sure. It was, I, I'd say a summer. I yeah. mean, this is ninth grade, you know, a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> Things were different. So, yeah, very different. Gary for sure knew Nancy, but it was kind of like, then they didn't get together until what, Nancy? A senior year. Senior, yeah. Susan's first husband was Gary, and so we yeah. both had married a Gary. Wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to know, so I am a social psychologist. How you deal with death and death anxiety? You know, I don't have death anxiety, but it's interesting. I have thought it will be so horrible when, if in fact, Nancy died first, and then everyone would be calling me Nancy. So mine is not oh, that I've got to anything like that happen. It's just that I know that's going to be very difficult for either one of us when one of us passes away. I can't think about it. It's too scary. Yeah. If anything happened to Jana and her husband's, you know, um, you know, my husband and I are the ones who swoop in and take care of Mary and Lucy. And, you know, I, I remember when Jana asked us to do that, thinking like, God, if anything even just happened to Jana, like I would just feel this overwhelming urge um, just to like scoop Mary and Lucy up mm -hmm. just so that they felt like maybe at least somebody mm -hmm. who looked like their mom was around. And it was only something I could think about for a few minutes before I was just like, whew, that needs to go away. <laughs> I can't handle that. <laughs> On that somber note, the conversation turned to a lighter topic, those festivals that attract thousands of identical twins. I think for me, when I've seen that twin group in Ohio or wherever they get together every, every summer and Susan and I always threaten and say should we go but I'll tell you what turns me off about it they all look exactly identical they're oh. all wearing the same earrings the same head stuff the same clothes and that for me I have we both have worked hard to develop our own individuality and so to be put back in that box where everyone calls us 20s, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I think I have the same reaction that you do, where I'm like, you know what? Like, I've developed my own life, my own personality. I feel so fortunate to have a twin, mm -hmm. but I'm definitely not looking to be, like, in ma matching rompers going to, you know, <laughs> some festival with a bunch of... It almost feels like it's, like, a horror movie or something. <laughs> 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 oh well thank you everyone it's so good to see all of your faces thanks Susan uh, thank you you're thank welcome thank you thank you guys in conversation at the Ollie coffee hour always an engaging way to start the day this has been 
In Conversation, the voices of Ollie. Our thanks to Cal State San Bernardino in Palm Desert, along with communications study professor Lacey Kendall and her media students. This podcast was produced for Ollie by Lou Gorfing. And I am Dr. Arlette Poland. Thank you.